Hey everybody, welcome to the Bald Move TV podcast, the officially unofficial podcast for all of television. I'm your host, Aaron. And I'm Jim. And today, uh, this is kind of an arbitrary decision. This could be a bald movie, this could be a bald documentary. It came out on Netflix, so we're calling it Bald Move Television. It's Fire, the uh, the the uh, official Netflix documentary about the debacle that is the Fire Festival that happened in uh, 2017. You'll probably recall the social media schadenfreude. Like, even if you had no, like, I had no idea what the fuck Fire was, but mm. as it was happening, it was a humanitarian crisis that that was <laughs> like bloodless. Uh, it, and a manufactured humanitarian crisis. But this could have, I mean, this could have had a body count. Sure. Like, it could easily turn just, just still probably be funny, but you couldn't be as open about how funny you found it if people actually died mm-hmm. uh, or if some kind of, you know, rape gang was formed or something like that. But uh, it, it, and, and, uh, it also rotates around the founder Billy McFarlane's like shady business dealings and the role of social media influencers and our lifestyle today. And what was also interesting is on the exact same day, Hulu debuted another documentary. Two days before, actually, they beat him to the did they really to the punch? Yeah, called Fire Fraud, I think. Uh-huh. And um, so I've seen the Fire Festival uh, documentary on Netflix, and I've seen the first thirty-five ish minutes of the other one because you watched them both and seemed like you had a high opinion of both. Uh, can, should we start there? What do you think of the documentary? What is your level of involvement with Fire? The Fire Festival period. <laughs> Zero. Zero. Uh, I'm like Ja Rule. I had no involvement whatsoever in fe- Fire Festival, right? You're just there for the cover-up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're there for the supermodels and the cover-up. Did you know it was happening? Did you? Did you? No. Were you aware of it when it was happening? No, no, no. Because Cecily and I were covering this. In fact, uh, Cecily kind of wanted to have a Fire Festival-themed birthday party at some point where, you know, you just have these shitty tents and wild packs of dogs <laughs> and terrible cheese sandwiches. Uh-huh. So you, you had no when did you become so aware I, of the Fire Festival as a thing then? So I remember seeing orange tiles okay. on social media at the time, but I didn't investigate. I didn't as like, give a as, shit. As like an ARG that's something something starting to Right. Yeah. Their their whole strategy of like, oh, you know what's not on social media? Orange tiles. Right. It didn't do anything for me cuz I don't operate on social media the way that most people do. Uh so I remember like that happening, but I didn't know what it was connected to, and then the next thing I heard of Fire was probably you talking about it mm. uh, i think you mentioned something about it to me at some point and then probably this documentary being announced yeah yeah no so I, I i'm very tenuously like connected to fire festival in any so way a lot of this because like a lot of this was i did i had no idea about the planning and the the, the death march leading up to it but like well, everything like they were from, trying to hide that everything from the people landing and then immediately being disappointed at the refugee cities the, that the they, cheese sandwich i do remember that going around yeah. and and i don't remember and the aftermath honestly shocked me too i thought that was an affecting part of like how quickly this guy just went i mean I yeah I don't even know where to, be, to begin. Uh, Let's compare the two yeah. documentaries, maybe on a high level. So you, I mean, here's my impression. I think the Netflix is slicker, uh-huh. and probably is more. Hey, you should probably hate this Billy McFarland, and these are the the douchey reasons why. Whereas I felt like um, uh, the 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 Hulu, from what I saw, was a more stodgy and stayed production from a it was more uh trying to maybe humanize billy or get behind what his damage is maybe not make you feel sorry for him but try to understand why and how Uh and the thing that i found very annoying about the documentary is like i thought it had a whole bunch of condescending and navel gazing observations about millennials that i found completely fucking useless yeah like, yes, this was ex- almost exclusively a f- millennial phenomenon, but they're millennial suckers with sure. money. And there's yeah. been suckers with money in every fucking generation to talk like this is some kind of newfound millennial. Like, I just like the social media thing is interesting. And right. that, that's the game changer. And that's opinion. that's crucial uh, with like. But as we found out, like there is no segment of the uh, of the population that's immune to social media programming and influencing. Yeah. So, like the, it, it's a little shitty, I think, to to uh the the, the piss on the, the you know the, the millennials as a particularly hapless brainless group of people sure i, I think that that's that's true 
But I also think it's true that this generation of millennials is the first generation where this kind of stuff is possible. And that like fame seekers in previous generations were very quickly slapped down and said, you will not have the fame that you seek. You can't be that one in a million person. Well, now you can kind of be the one in 10,000 person. Yeah. Uh, And there's a a much higher expectation of kids who get on social media and go, that's going to be my job. Yeah. As opposed to like, what was it? Sports stars and and movie stars and rock stars in the past where very few people were those. And how you can be uh, professionally famous for being good looking uh-huh and taking pictures of your life yeah you're, you're, so, the the brand idea as a person is a and, and, fucking weird and thing. also how like everyone talks about how this like s- social media influencing is based on the authenticity what <laughs> really blew me away is how fucking Fuck fake me. like like they showed this one I, I can't remember which documentary but like these women that pay like a hundred dollars to take a picture on a private plane uh-huh. like out the window on the runway but they yeah. just wait in line and there's all these women Women that just go up the thing, take a picture of them in this empty plane, looking bored out the window, and like, oh, on my way to blah blah blah, yeah. and they post that, and that's like, an, but that that's not a real experience. No, so I think the the interesting thing is not oh, millennials are dumb. I think it's millennials are the first generation with access to this kind of fame, right? And it's kind of the wild west, and people are learning how to deal with it, and I don't think it's authentic in any way, right? Uh, but. I don't know. So that's kind of the overarching thing here, right? But comparing the two documentaries, I very much felt like one one was trying to get a a larger picture of Billy as a person, mm-hmm. like you like you were talking about. You know, they have an interview with Billy right. in the Hulu documentary, which Netflix documentary doesn't. I felt like the Netflix documentary was very much a zoomed in microscopic view of Fire Festival, mm-hmm. and 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 there was some in the beginning which. I felt like the Netflix one is a little disjointed in the beginning where it's trying to do like this magnesis stuff and huh. and sort of figure out where it's going for the first 20 minutes. Huh. I didn't... But then it rounds into something that I think is more... Uh, it's slicker. Yeah, slicker. It's better produced. It's very watch... And part of it is because the slickness with which the fire Festival was yeah. produced, like, nine, like 50% of the footage is just... That admittedly gorgeous paradise of Pablo Escobar's <laughs> right. key that they've taken over and turned into like a really kick-ass party for these hundred people yeah. with like a professional production crew yes. filming all of the advertisements yes. with drone shots. Yes, and then you no got... expense spared on this thing. Oh, I... like oh. there's jaw rules. Like <laughs> if the girls want to go, like this guy's trying to push back. It's like hey, it's going to cost a lot of money to go to the others and do. We're going to Pig Island. They want the girls want to see the pigs. We're going to go see the pigs. Like right. come on, take us to see the pigs. Like it's jaw rules doesn't come off looking great in this documentary no he doesn't but that's the thing you also have not only like the drone footage and the stuff that they shot but then you have professional photographers essentially in instagram stars and you know youtubers and like all these influencers who were on the island taking pictures and video and that stuff is pretty slickly produced as well you know it's a lot of selfies but it looks good yeah it looks good yeah you can run a whole campaign based on this idea and also I guess I wasn't aware of how much the vision changed and and why it was like hilariously why some of the vision changed. I, I, we're getting a little too low level. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I want you to finish comparing and contrasting the two documentaries unless you're done. So that's the thing. They spend more time in the Hulu documentary on like Magnesis and what essentially amounts to a Ponzi scheme. Mm-hmm. Uh, like he's he's, you know, using tomorrow's dollars to pay for today's promises. Right. And that is by definition a Ponzi scheme. Yeah. It felt to me after watching both these documentaries that Fire Festival was nothing but the culmination of a long string of Ponzi schemes. Right. And this one was so big and so outrageous that there was no event beyond this which could have paid for this. Well, so I my would well, you agree with this statement? If Fire Festival had just happened in isolation without the because it seems like what what really torpedoed Firefest is well a couple of uh, questionable <laughs> decisions lots of questionable decisions but oh, what yeah. really torpedoed it was the fact that it was essentially paying for the back debts of Magnesis that like and just just pie in the sky visions that were not within the constraints of reality 
there is a bit of that, but I do think they could have if they had spent all the money that Fire Festival because Fire Festival brought in so much fucking revenue that like there was a thirty five million dollar festival that would have been pretty posh and pretty complete and would have had better food and lots of alcohol and and some headliners and because like I thought there was a powerful point in the Netflix where. There's this uh, I don't know. He's like Billy's mentor slash agent slash mm, I don't yeah. know a Stockholm syndrome victim. This guy was literally prepared to suck a man's dick uh-huh. to say like that was an incredible scene right there <laughs> yeah. to the extent that it's true. But but he was he was uh, saying like 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 Woodstock. Mm-hmm. If you just step back and remove it from its cultural at you know uh, gl- glamour that it's got. It was a shit show. Yeah. Like, you couldn't get anywhere in the traffic. If someone had a heart attack, they were probably going to die. The thing was covered in mud. There was rain. There was no food. There was no water. Rampant drugs. Mm-hmm. All kinds of... Per- like, it's, it seems like it would should be a fucking nightmare. But because of its uniqueness and its pace and time... Like, I kind of thought that, like, if they had delivered that 30... Like, competently run professionally done first time music thing and, and and not had taken like half of the budget and tried to back it into saving magnesis. If they'd started on a level playing field instead of in a hole, they'd have been fine because there's a couple things like, for example, I, I wasn't aware that they didn't even have it on the same Island. I thought, <laughs> right. Like it seems like it would have been, it, people might've died if they'd had it on Pablo Escobar's key. Yeah. How do you get that many people off the Island? And how do you get, of course that might've been, that might've torpedoed them because like, how would you ever gotten them on? But there was like, yeah. there's no sanitation, like yeah. the raw, like the guy made a point about like, you've got to have raw sewage and plumbing and all this other shit and you just can't do it. Like moving <laughs> it to this other thing where, um, you know, another Bahamian Island that had actually infrastructure and things like that seemed like a good choice, except for their date was a bad choice mm-hmm. um but i like i said i think that if they could have pulled off a festival where people are like that was a good year one and that was a hell of an experience and that's like nothing we've ever been to and a lot of pe- everyone that was g- going to be there was all like all up each other's asses and they would have had a good good enough time to justify 2.0 i mean it's just a sure could somebody put this festival on with enough prep time and enough money yeah certainly uh could billy and ja rule put this festival on with six months of prep time absolutely not it doesn't matter how much fucking money they had because the the, every concert uh kind of event organizer that they talked to for big music festivals said this is an impossibility it is we are six months out from an enormous festival that normally takes us at minimum a year to plan and that's on dry land man that's on the mainland where we have all sorts of resources you're not going to do this in six months yeah and billy you know just plowed through all of that advice plowed through all of that with just sheer con but i do feel like we're letting because i felt like there's a lot of letting people off the hook um and some people i felt sorry for like the actual core uh fire employees which i want to get to in a minute but like Uh the he found professionals that were willing yeah. to say, okay, Marketing six to agencies. eight weeks, it's tight, but we can do it. Yeah. And if you have this money that we can do it. And like, I, and so I was like, I don't think I felt sorry for anyone in this whole documentary, except for mm-hmm. the core fire team, which were doing an app, which I think they actually believed in. and sounded like a good idea. It could have been. And yeah. the Bahamans. Yeah. Who worked tirelessly to prepare this And thinking this that thing this was no going to be, the thing that yeah. launches because I, I i don't know why the bahamas are not as popular more popular like you know they're they're not i mean there's a couple of resorts and a couple because it's like do you hear it as a premier destination in not as of late i guess more in the 90s the, the, i did the caribbean like, gets a little bit more pop and buzz and mm-hmm. um i i don't know but they were hoping this was going to be this big thing that finally kind of like you know puts the bahamas on the map and and, yeah. and and put so much money in the economy and instead it it lay, raised a lot of devastation mm-hmm. like that one lady you can tell who has worked very hard to build up this restaurant and this facility like lost fifty thousand dollars of her personal savings which she described as like all of it mm-hmm. which is probably true oh yeah and she's like what do you think late 50s early 60s she probably doesn't have enough time to earn that nest egg again for sure now i did see some research where it looks like some people have done some gofundmes and some of these people were made whole but still 
That's like, nice, but you know who should have done that? Right, <laughs> right. Maybe the organizers of this festival should have paid yes, those people. Yes, and also, like, maybe some individuals were made whole, but, like, it seems like the Bahamas themselves got defrauded. Like, there was prime minister level... You know, like, yeah. like, like Olympic level corruption involved that that they were all left holding the bag. So mm-hmm. I did feel really bad for some of those people. I do. But people in the marketing agencies, people in the uh, just the event planning agencies that help them with this, I yeah. think were fooling themselves into thinking that this was possible because it sounded like such a cool idea. They wanted it to be true yeah. so hard that they ignored all the signs that it was impossible it is funny to see that and here's the where like i kind of want to let the marketing people off the hooks because they're like look i mean we just did like we had this knew, footage right like and when you, when you see the stuff coming back and you're getting yeah. inside leaked emails and inside photos yeah and you look at those and you say is this living up to the expectations that we're developing right. in the public right and your answer has to be no then right. where do you go from there and they kept promoting it yeah um I, i'm i'm with you because like it, it did seem like it was an open secret for months leading up that this was just not going to happen yeah like you they are they're not even saying that it's like they they are trying to go with the original vision of this thing which is not even on the same island mm-hmm. that's not going to be like you know they, they they sell it's their idea was awesome like come live like a lawless drug dealer <laughs> sure like at this private yeah. island airstrip where there's nothing kind of like you know there's no rules and nothing goes and like it was really easy to see it's like well they got kicked off the island they lost the island they don't own this island it's actually going to be the shitty little like you know it's an, it's like getting like the these people saw their private airplane it's essentially a, a, a hastily chartered like 737 uh-huh. and they're gonna have to ride coach <laughs> from miami to here like it's after paying twenty five thousand dollars for a cabana or whatever and fifty hundred thousand dollars for these experiences and let me ask you another thing if it hadn't rained poured like tropical storm the the night before do you think they could have maybe pulled it off no yeah it didn't seem like they had a enough housing for people because well, uh, they had only gotten like a third of the people onto the island that they right. wanted, like, that they they, sold. And, and they knew that like if everything went perfect, that there was going to be two to three hundred people that paid thousands of dollars to come there that weren't even going to have a place to stay. Like like right. you're going to put them on a school bus, <laughs> you're going to pack them off at this place, and there's going to be absolutely nothing for them to eat, drink, or uh, live at. Yeah, uh, that's fucked up. And I have to say, like, look, okay. Blink-182 backed out of this thing Yeah, with two days to go. They knew. The advertising agencies working directly with Billy and the fire people were promoting this thing as if it was the biggest success up until the moment people landed on the island and started sending out snaps of cheese sandwiches. Right. Like, they knew. If Mm Blink-182 fucking knew, Mm -hmm. they knew. Oh, no. And then I'm like, I wonder, like, because they mentioned how the Billy was the, the delusional I don't know he's delusional. I think he's just... He's a con man. He had no other plan than because, like, canceling it was, a, like, as was impossible because yeah. he would instantly... The Ponzi scheme would come, would, would come unraveled. Right. And what's really breathtaking is the kind of denouement that the documentary does the last 15 minutes where they go back to Billy. Billy gets charged with fraud because he committed lots and lots of fraud. <laughs> uh-huh. There's a hilarious, uh, there's a hilarious con- like, like post-mortem the day after where Jaw rules on the people in the internal companies are on. Yeah. And like Jaw rule says like, Oh, you know, we didn't commit fraud. I mean, maybe we, we committed false advertising, <laughs> which, is a form of fraud, uh-huh. Ja Rule. It sure is. But they're, you know, and, and and he's talking to his one of his other friends who's been to jail, and he's like, you know, what's it like? And 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 Billy, Billy just says, oh, there's no way I'm going to go to jail. Yeah. But he gets arraigned. He gets bailed out on two hundred fifty thousand, three hundred thousand dollars bail, and he immediately starts up the scam again, dude. Using the fire mailing list, and he's what what I thought was really funny is he's selling. Things that literally you can't get a ticket for. Yeah. Like the Met Gala that like it's a personal invite. It's super exclusive. You cannot buy with money for tickets like this. Mm. All these other examples of things that were not you can't even buy like there, there was there's not even a universe where you sell these tickets and you can make good at them at all. It's mm-hmm. it's literally just a pump and dump. And he's living in a 
what what do you think that penthouse cost a month? Fifty grand, maybe. And it's like he's just starting it all over again, where he's just trying to sell the mystique. How what what was going? What the fuck was going on in his mind? Is there something in the Hulu documentary that makes this make sense? No, no, there really isn't. I mean, does he ever take more personal responsibility for his actions? Uh. I think the closest he gets is not having answers to the very reasonable questions that the interviewers are asking him in that Hulu yeah. doc. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's the closest he comes. He, he simply, you know, dissembles and denies and uh, just distracts. And I mean, he uses all of the typical con man. I mean, <laughs> look, there are some prime time con men oh, in, yeah. in this world right now. And this guy was one of them. Like, if if he could have gotten away with with this festival uh and, and like it didn't turn out to be the true disaster that it was and he somehow still had some goodwill on his side he'd still be conning people out of their money he'd be doing it bigger and better it was actually someone makes this prophecy that like i bet you 10 years from now when he's out from other uh, this 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 prison stuff and all this that like he, he goes right this, back to this, it this will happen again i mean this is the kevin trudeau uh thing right yeah. like kevin trudeau got wrapped up in all this shit uh, people probably don't remember him he was a basically a guy who did a, a tour with all of these sort of like memory uh systems to like improve your memory or do mm. math quick oh, yeah, yeah, or get yeah, yeah. all these like yeah. improve yourself sort of things where they were all just these schemes yeah and and this guy is doing that times 10. And you can see like there's I saw in the Hulu documentary, there's like a letter his mother wrote to kind of explain. And like you can see that like even his family doesn't really think he did anything wrong or like, well, he was just trying to compete. And they do a little bit of this like psychoanalysis where it's like, you know, the millennial mindset is there are no good jobs. There's no decent jobs. It's just like all this is based on trickery and and like the only way to get ahead is to be an entrepreneur. So like, but I'm like, none of these are excuses for committing fraud. No, zero. Uh, especially when like this this guy has got to have he's got to come from money. Like, yeah. there's no fun. He's just this massively entitled. And this like this this, this this these statements of like I'm just not going to jail. Yeah, I guarantee <laughs> he's going to get out of jail. He's going to get out of jail. He's and he's gonna he's gonna start this shit up now. I, he's got a lifetime ban from being a CEO. I don't know. That doesn't matter. But you see, his his plan is he's going to find some 25, 26-year-old guy, and he's going to shadow box his shit, and Mm -hmm. uh, there's... and and he'll Yeah, he's going to be a consultant with a a massive portion of their stock, and, like, it... No, he's going to go right back to it. But this guy, it seems like his chief talent is he's good-looking in kind of a chubby Tom Cruise kind of way. In, like, a frat boy kind of way, yeah. And and he's very charming, and he just sells these incredible ideas that make... he. And and there's even a little bit of that. I can't. I, I think it was in a Netflix where it's like this magnesis. Like he pro, like the big selling feature was like this hangout club in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. But even then, like what the commercials show is like these very good looking people that are attractive and they're hip and they're mobile. And like what actually shows up to the Magnesis Club is a bunch of tech nerds. Yeah. That want to hang out with those people and those influencer people want nothing to do with. <laughs> right. You know, it's like it's like essentially a Pied Piper from Silicon Valley shows up at a swank bar and is like, yo, where's all the where's all the hot models at? Well, they're 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 being repelled by you. <laughs> right. This fire festival feels like Billy's revenge on that. Like, OK, well, that clubhouse thing didn't work out, but I'm going to get everybody together for a weekend. I'm going to pay them all pay their way out here and then we'll have actual like models and movers and shakers and it did seem like the people that showed up to fire are really low tier like all the original models and whatnot like they like it it, everyone that i saw that was like that they had footage of seemed like very just average like these have to like they didn't seem impressive they didn't seem like impressive people they seem like man i'm i'm not of that generation uh so like Technically, I am. Technically, I am a millennial. Are you really? I thought you were a, a Anybody baby born Gen from Xer. 1980 to 1995? Oh, is I that think? it? Okay. That was 82. So, technically, I am a millennial. So, right. I will speak for all millennials here when I say 
you might be out of touch with who the popular people are right now because like huh. I, I don't know if you're expecting like a fucking Cindy Crawford there as the model no no but like but, but when you have like, I didn't think the Victor like the people that they had were like the models and the Victoria's Secrets people like I didn't see them in the act they were there at the the marketing oh, the party shoot, yeah. but the actual the people that showed up and landed uh, didn't seem like I'd never heard of them. Didn't seem famous. It seemed like gotcha, there's yeah. people with money that were wanting to be seen, and it was like this kind of like fakey kind of thing. Um, I don't know. Oh, it was fakey, right? I mean, the whole the whole damn culture around that is fakey. And but... just like it's it's kind of amazing. Like when they showed the first night, where people just like it was lawless. Mm-hmm. There wasn't any light. There wasn't any power. I'm actually amazed no one got hurt or assaulted. Yeah, yeah me too. Like, I can't even fucking believe... Probably because every single person there had a fucking live-streamed thing (laughs) going at all times. So, like, who's going to try anything? Right. But some of that shit looked like it was, you know, like, kind of scary. And, like, there was this, like, this rampant shitty behavior, like... Uh, oh, we don't want to stay near anybody, so let's slash the tents all around us so they are unusable. Yeah. Like, and, and people just bragging on this documentary that they did it, that's a winning strategy, and I'm just like, look at all the pieces of shit on display here. Uh-huh. No, I mean, I can't tell you how giddy it makes me to, to see all these people taken for a ride. Yeah. And disappointed. And, yeah. like, I... I am so happy <laughs> that happened. I do also feel really sorry for the core fire team, the people that like yeah. didn't like, okay, like, okay, this seemed like how exciting would it be to have all this buzz around your product? Cause like the whole idea of fire festival was to launch this platform. Mm. And I thought the platform sounded like a good idea. Now it's a good, I- it's, it's a good idea in the same way that like, you know, selling bullets during a war is a good idea. It's vaguely immoral. Mm-hmm. Uh, to to essentially say there are people willing to pay Ja Rule $50,000 to play three songs at their birthday uh-huh. uh, or anyone, you know, like whatever. Like, you know, Beyonce was paid probably half a billion dollars to go over and do some Indian wedding like last month. It was big news. Mm-hmm. Like, but 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 getting in touch with these people, like if you're just yeah. a, you're a random millionaire with $50,000 a blow on your daughter's sweet 16, getting Jaw Rule's attention is is, is hard. Mm-hmm. So like there needs to be an outlet to where you can like, you know, put these people together and have it negotiated and blah. And that seemed like it, it's 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 something that the world maybe need if, if, if the world that we live in includes these lavish fucking birthday parties and stuff. And it seems like they were intent on actually, you know, signing people to this and and doing a good and and doing a good app. And they just got fucked because the day after this festival, like there's this weird phone call where Billy's like, I'm not firing you people, (laughs) but you're no longer being paid. Man, fuck this guy. And it sounds like that, like the people are even asking, like, so wait a second, you're not firing us so we can't get unemployment, but you're no longer paying us. Right. And he's like, well, you know, essentially forcing us to quit. Right. And he's like, well, you know, I'm not like. It's it's, it's just, just, yeah, like, at this point, he's given zero fucks. Like, I feel like everything he's saying there could be used against him in a labor board hearing or... Oh, yeah. I mean, he was sentenced to, what, six years? I think so. And I don't know how much he's through that sentence or... I don't know either. I mean, it's a pretty recent thing, the Fire Festival. Is it kind of weird that, like, I feel like these are the only types of people like the Bernie made like, like, (laughs) unless you're running literally a Ponzi scheme... Mm -hmm. You never get any. You never get in trouble. You can you can make a million people's retirement accounts go poof mm-hmm. and get a sixty million dollars severance for that. But like as long as you're not literally running the oldest scheme known to capitalism, you're not going to get any real punishments. And I almost feel like stuff like this in a gross way is some sort of armor for the real Wall Street type criminals. Because they're like, oh, you know, we look at how harshly this 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 obvious fraud is is punished, but it's like this literally is this this stupidest fucking scheme that was so easy to like they fucking documented the crime. Mm-hmm. It's like Stringer Bell's like, are you taking notes in this criminal fucking conspiracy? They filmed it all in HD TV, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, it's fucked up, man. Uh... But like for the whole banking crisis and scandal, only one person got sentenced to like a two year jail sentence, right? Like. What the actual fuck? No, and it's this weird overlap of, like, corporations being treated as people in certain regards, but not in yeah. not so much in criminal regards. And then, like, this weird overlapping of people as brands. Like, there, there's this there's this very strange development in society where corporations are people and people are brands. Mm-hmm. And 
none of this makes sense to the law in any way. Right. Because how could it? Yeah. Like, like when when you're posting, you know, the the fucking suicide forests or whatever, and that's part of your brand, is that brand a corporation? And if it is, can it be held at, like criminally accountable for any of your mm-hmm. your misde- misdeeds like mm-hmm. i don't know there are huge questions that this kind of thing raises in our society that we don't have good answers for yeah like when yeah. every person is a, a brand i read th- so oh, fuck just last night i was reading uh because um, i like like dystopian fiction mm-hmm and I got this uh, tip to read this book called uh, The Unincorporated Man. Have you heard of it? No. The premise of this book is like they, we're in some sort of um, dystopian future where this people are corporations line has uh, advanced to the point that when you are born, <laughs> you're issued a you are issued sh- you're, you are issued from the government <laughs> a, sh- a shares and your parents have a oh sh- chunk God. of the shares. Each parent has a chunk of the shares. The government has a p- the shares, and you have like a controlling majority. But then you have to trade shares to get like schooling, clothes, food, like all that stuff uh, to essentially get. And if wow. you if you bet right, then you can become a millionaire. If if if, if somehow you sell less, if you own less than 50 percent of your shares, you lose the right to decide where you live and where you get a job. Like your shareholders can actually say you need to go to bumfuck and be an oil wildcat because that's the mess, most value we can extract. From so we're you. back to slavery. Yeah, no, like, isn't this kind of like you can... like Social that's, slavery. That doesn't even seem like it's something it could take 100 years to get to. No, no, this could take 20 years to get yeah. to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because if you follow some of this shit to its logical conclusion, then mm-hmm. how is that immor- How is that immoral or unethical? Like, it- And it, it's, the fucked up thing is this is what people are striving for, and this is why I'm so giddy when I watch this documentary. Yeah. It's not because I like to see bad things happen to people, to good people. Right. What I like to see is narcissistic people brought low like shown that they are not the most important thing in the world and that they have very little control over their own destinies honestly like that's the thing that got me like look when you're an instagram influencer making two hundred thousand dollars for posting a fucking tie an orange tile on your feed Mm -hmm. something's not right there right something is not right there in in your place in society right and so when bad things happen to you i go maybe you deserve it Maybe your narcissism has gone a little rampant and we need to put you in check. Yeah. And uh, this influencer thing, I, I, it's, it's crazy because I'm, I'm watching, you know, it's like I, I sometimes watch these Twitch personalities and I was watching this one guy he's talking about, he just like recently signed a five figure influencer contract. And I'm like, how does a Twitch guy with like 5,000 viewers get a five figure? Like, this is fucking insane. Yeah, or a guy who got like $50,000 for a single post when he has like 40,000 followers. And I'm not saying, like, I'm not even going to take, because like a lot of this, like some of the, the fuddy duddy takes are like, oh, these fucking influencers, they're pretty and they take pictures and they get. I think a lot of these influencers work hard. Oh, yeah. Like, they work, yeah. like, just the... More than I do. Keeping themselves pretty <laughs> and mm-hmm. getting the clothes, going through this exotic. Like, it's, it's like. They're doing the, all this crazy next level shit, but they don't get mm-hmm. to enjoy it because it's their job. I think they work hard, but like some of the things, like a lot of people work hard. Yeah, there's a lot of people work two, three jobs, and they're working. They're barely clearing thirty grand a year. You're making five hundred k for you know taking glamour shots in Tahiti. Like I'm, again, I'm not saying you don't work hard. It's just like there's this massive disparity in. The, the and the sense of like this entitlement these people talk about like right. like yeah I don't I don't give a shit that you work hard and mm-hmm. I'm not saying that you don't I'm just saying like you don't work any harder than anybody else and why do you right. have this outsized influence and it's like this weird it's a this elusive currency it's a real thing like yeah you can buy. you can have Ja rule post a orange an orange square and it can be worth 75 million dollars in revenue mm-hmm. like and it's based on nothing. That, Smoke and mirrors. That, so, like, it, bo- it, like the thing that, 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 that uh, in the final analysis when they did the books, like that, like the net profit that Magnesis had turned in all of its years of production was like sixty grand. Oh, and right. I had to, like, I had this this shocking realization: a literally bald move is more successful company. 
So this, these fuckers. This is the fucked up thing, because I know a lot of people are listening to us right now going, you guys are influencers. You guys are the people you're talking about. We have the good decency to be tortured and conflicted about it, okay? <laughs> exactly. I don't feel like I am an influencer. I, I don't yeah. I don't go out there seeking to influence people thinking, oh, okay, I can extend my brand reach here. Right. I can you know, influence all these people to do this thing and get paid this amount for it. That's not what I'm thinking. No. I'm trying to give people value. Yes. Uh, something that they that they want, entertainment. Right. Uh, whereas I don't honestly see what anybody is getting out of the influencers. You know, and what's funny is, like, there was... I remember when uh, the, FCC, the FTC came out with these influencer guidelines. Mm-hmm. People act like it was fucking Armageddon because you... It suddenly became aware... Do you have to tell people you're posting an ad? Yeah, like, like for example, last lunch, you know, we've got this kind of joke that's running through Bald Move community about the, the you know, bidet... The, the two, right. 20... Uh, 2019 bidet or 2k19 bidet i forget like the you know jim's bought a bidet and we're talking about a lot and we're just showing the box and stuff and i'm like they no one knows that we didn't no one no one would know if we took five thousand dollars from this company to to push it you know yeah and and that's what these people were grousing because suddenly they were having to disclose the fact that like oh this game that that i'm showing and having so much fun playing i've been paid five thousand dollars to review this and I'm not saying it anywhere, or right. I'm saying it in very tiny text at the very bottom of my YouTube post. In the show more section than nobody clicks. The s- yeah. that nobody clicks. And you actually can't even probably get to on YouTube on right. the phone. Like if so. you're on a mobile, you can't even yeah. see. So like, I feel like they got their hands caught in a cookie jar and instead of being like, oh, well, yeah, you know, the good times, they'd have to, they, they were like all sullen and fucking bitter about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, a lot of people, I think, probably aren't still doing that because these are more guide like i don't i'm not aware of people getting prosecuted for this shit i know that some people right, like yeah. youtube kind of internally polices it and you can get like demonetized you can get departed from twitch and stuff like that but like it's the fucking wild west out there yeah no it is uh i i don't know as it relates to fire festival i think like the advertising was certainly the shittiest part of this because that is the festival. Mm-hmm. Like there was no festival. Yeah. The, it didn't happen. Yeah. Uh, the festival was the advertising for the festival. Yeah. And no, everybody got fucked. And everybody the, involved got fucked. I and mean, there's just so many things like there were self-inflicted. Like they wanted to do this at Pablo Escobar's Island the guy they this guy gave him a sweetheart deal on the island to kind of because i guess they were hoping to rehabilitate this keys uh because you know it's like you know it's pablo that's that's not a great thing to advertise except for if you're a fucking narcissist that wants to live like a drug lord uh Uh, but the one one request the owner had is don't mention pablo escobar we're trying to change this and like why why did you have to like private island has its own like you could say live like a chic yeah. or live like a jet like you you, you, pri- you just have to say private fucking island like pablo escobar i will admit takes it to the next level they mention that literally in the first like second of the advertisement and the owner of the island came like the next day and kicked everyone off and i think there was something some dispute with the actual estate of pablo escobar or something that, yeah, yeah 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 that they talked like there about was money I'd... like it sounds like that they had put a down payment and then they were claiming that they, they owned the island is worth the main there's yeah, there's obviously lots of other shit going on here but like <laughs> and and the way that these guys stubbornly refused to compromise on their vision even as they knew that they're the, like like one guy had i thought a brilliant idea of like let's get a luxury cruise ship Mm-hmm. poke it right up there and then like there's still some problems like how do you get drunk people onto the tenders and how do you get them on and off and do all that kind of stuff but it was it was like like i, I feel like getting kicked off pablo escobar's island kept it from being a humanitarian disaster because yeah. there is at least infrastructure on these other islands and you know there's a place for people to go because imagine five thousand people no price and the fact that they chartered these flights to get them on the island and did not pay to charter them off so these people yeah, were brought dude. here with poor. Imagine if this is an abandoned, essentially airstrip, and there's no infrastructure. Yeah, like I could literally see people dying of exposure. I mean, they'd have to call in the national, the, the Coast Guard, the, the national Bahamian, Guard, yeah, like the to, Navy, the, the equivalent of that, yeah, to to get them off that island to rescue them. Right, right, because that's how bad it would have been. Although I wonder, like, because like it seems like in the weeks leading up, there's people like, how the fuck do we get this island? I bet like it. I, I kept on saying, like, did losing Pablo Escobar's island 
make things better or worse because like i feel like if they had kept that vision no one would be able to get a flight there and like a fraction of people would have shown up or whatnot but yeah this whole thing feels like uh like your your buddy comes up to you and says we're going on a road trip yeah and we're gonna we're gonna go to the we're gonna go from the midwest to the rockies and it's gonna be awesome and we're gonna do it on one tank of gas and anybody who looks at that and says okay maybe that's possible that sounds like a good idea right and then gets in that car and departs on one tank of gas with no way to get more gas in their car that felt like the people who signed up for this fire festival. Like yeah. The people who should have known that this was not possible. Yeah. Based on everything that was being posted on, you know, firefraud.com. Is that yeah, the thing? Yeah, yeah. Or there was like, there were several sites that were documenting, like, this is where it's happening. Yeah. This is how they are fooling you. Like, everything was there laid out. And, and you should know halfway through this road trip, there's no fucking way we're getting to the Rockies. Oh, and the, what I thought was really scummy is when they posted the like layout of the island and they cut, chopped off. Like they're at the very tip of <laughs> yeah. uh, a settled island. They're actually on the other side of a Sandals, uh-huh. which is kind of a discount budget resort anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they cut in the like the photos, they cut off the rest of the island to make it seem like it is still like this abandoned private island kind of thing. And it's just... Yeah. I don't know. The it's info was out great. there, and people wanted to believe what they wanted to believe. But it's such a weird, so it's such a perfect it. storm of people that had like everyone that lost money is going to be okay. Yeah, because this yeah. was priced so expensive that only crazy rich people could go to it anyway. So like, the, I, I feel like there were probably some, maybe some desperate that took some that took some people that, that took some mortgages out that they probably shouldn't have. Yeah, yeah. I think there were a few of those. The vast majority was like influencers are getting paid you know 25 right. they're they essentially spent one twitter post to get there and back but also like i just also feel like this was a kind of like a reverse darwin that like if you were there and actually showed up to that you were some kind of willful idiot yeah because you've been ignoring the problems you've been ignoring the lack of communication you've been ignoring like the fact that like oh these websites that used to show these villas are now the pictures are gone so mm-hmm. i can't see what i'm actually getting and and, like, who with, like, what, 10 days to go for the festival and, like, knowing all this and they say, oh, we got these cashless fire bans and loads you, up sh- another $300 you should load up at least as much as you've spent so far because you're going to want to rent these jet skis and these, pri- like, oh my God. who the fuck does that? Doubles down. I, I, people who have been suckered by a con man. That's, that's who does it. And the people that listen to influencers in the first place. Like, if it, like... You know, uh, I don't know, because like the the 99 percent of us would see this. And even if we wanted to go, like, oh, this seems like kind of cool. Mm-hmm. We just we're just out of reach. Uh, yeah, yeah. So like it's like this 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 slice of society and, you know, people I think that's the other thing that's sad. Like if this were some kind of um, lower, like like a kind of a burning man thing where it's more like the hippie types without money that get taken advantage of. Does does this guy go to jail? Or is the fact that he pissed off a lot mm-hmm. of rich and powerful people, or at least their parents? <laughs> and I mean, I think he pissed off a lot of influencers, yeah, like the, the, a lot in of the literal a lot term, of yeah. venture capitalists with money, like you yeah, know. yeah, yeah. He defrauded a lot of people. The other thing is, like, it seems like they could have easily pivoted this to be a non like like what mm-hmm. if they just said this is Burning Man on an island? This right. is like and, the, even a more v- version of Burning. Like it's 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 a it's a Burning Man that sets Burning Man on fire. Yeah. Like there's so many ways they could have pivoted this from their vision and 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 gotten something successful, and they just they just refused to do it. Like the one guy two nights before, and he's like, "Look, you have to cancel at least 200 people because even if everything goes right, we don't have, and they're going to show up, and they're going to." And the person responds like, "It was Billy's like, well, at least they'll have your smiley face teaching them yoga." Yeah, fuck off, dude. Yeah, <laughs> what? What is wrong with you? But even that guy, he's like looking back and like, maybe I was part of the problem. And yeah. he goes back over his Instagram where he's just posting pictures of like off piers into the sunset. And admittedly, this island is beautiful. Sure. But no, that's no not the experience. Like, like, yeah, dude, you I mean, yeah, Billy shares the lion's share. Like there's like two or three guys that seem like they share the lion's share. But almost everyone work on this festival at like a right below Billy level knew the score. Mm-hmm. And probably should have done more because again they are all fucking lucky that no one died if one person dies there's probably 10 of them going to jail oh yeah i mean the the negligence angle alone 
Yeah. And the uh, fact that you knew all this was happening and you didn't do more like you knew that yeah. like customs officials were getting bribed to get like basic potable water and like there's just no fucking way. If this happened in America, probably there would have been a, a lot more people go to jail because there have been a lot more just basic laws that got violated. Yeah. Like, fuck the defrauding. True. Just like, this is not to code. This is not the standard. This is how people die in tramplings. <laughs> and yeah, it's 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 a great. I don't I don't know what um, the, the thing is, is like, what did we learn from this documentary? So, uh, yeah, I want to say, like. I like seeing narcissistic people get comeuppance. That's yep. one thing. However, I don't want to say that everyone involved in this was should have necessarily known better. Like there there are a lot of signs out there if you went looking for them. However, yeah. everything that was being shoved in your face and and the only thing that was allowed to surface in a lot of cases because there there was, you know, uh on all their social accounts fire was going through and deleting all the negative comments and all the posts to linking over to like the social media accounts that were, right. were debunking this whole thing and the websites right. that were showing pictures of you know this is not a private island so they were fucking actively covering up all yeah. of that information those people would have had to gone look to go looking for it and it is very easy no matter how smart you are no matter how well informed you are to be taken by a con man yeah that's there, true. Are, there are devices, there are uh, methods that they use to yes. get your trust, yes. which you are essentially defenseless against. Uh-huh. So, like, I don't want to go uh, too unless hard. Unless you just don't want to trust humans, ever. And you even will then, be susceptible. And even then, I think they can get you. Oh, they're, yeah. Like, there's one woman there's that a, they there's interview. There's a con you run on people that are naturally distrustful. Uh, right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, you would point at somebody else and say, they're fucking you. Don't trust right. them. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then you get their trust. Like, yeah. th- there yeah. are ways to get those people. Yeah. So I don't want to say that everybody involved in this is a fucking clueless rube no. who should have known better, but you should have done some digging when you're paying $25,000 a ticket. Right. You, you might want to do a little bit of digging and make sure that you're getting what you paid for. Well, and there's also like, I surprised that, and I don't know, maybe the Hulu documentary is that no one even, there was not a single person that said, what is the ethics and morality of having a hundred thousand dollar ticket to this private island when and I, I this 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 is not a very popular thing to talk about, but like when you got people that are like starving and homeless, like how much extravagant displays of wealth is mm-hmm. like it like I'm not saying you can't do it, but I'm surprised that no one even talks about like like it makes the attempt to to, to shame that. Like in yeah. any of the documentaries I saw, no one actually said, "Hey, is this thing that we're doing like morally defensible?" Right. And I'm gonna say like, again, if you if you if you got a you're a billionaire and you want to buy a five hundred thousand dollar yacht and or five hundred million dollar yacht and and sail the seas and own a private island, and do all that stuff, like you're morally right. What you're not, what and but what what galls me is like these people feel like they're they have the moral right and they get they get pissed when you criticize them for it. Like, that's sure. where it's like, yeah. if you want to live your life and be like, fuck everybody, I don't care, it's just me, then do it. But don't act like you should be worshipped and your ass kissed because you're able to do this. Cause, yeah, I mean, if you're personally spending the GDP of a small country yeah. every year, yeah, I don't know that I... I, I certainly can't relate to that. No. And, and I... We're, we're, should you do it? I don't know. Maybe. Can you do it? Yeah. Well, we're talking like... Probably a, in the neighborhood of a hundred million dollars, they got ground into nothing. They yeah. got they just got mm-hmm. put into a wood chipper and destroyed. Nothing of value was created for that money, except this documentary. Except for this documentary, <laughs> uh, you know. And I just like more and more. It's like maybe we should stop and and ask these questions. Like uh, Jesus Christ, like isn't this a little too much? How can you live with yourself instead of sell like like? You know, I, I and I get it. Everything that there's that I understand the appeal of this aspiration stuff, the lifestyle, <laughs> the rich and famous. I get it. I get We've it. We've probably gone overboard with that. Yeah. Like this idea. I don't know. We used to talk about the American dream. Yeah. I feel like the American dream has worked, has moved its way from hard work will will give you a successful life, a fair shot at, at right. being prosperous. Th- th- there's yeah. If you work hard, you can have a shot at living a decent life to, if you 
pull the right strings, right. you have a shot at being incredibly wealthy. Yeah, it's almost beyond like, anyone's wildest dreams. It's almost like a lottery ticket mentality. Yes, it only is. like running the whole society of like everyone put your eggs in one. Like only one out of a hundred thousand of us are going to succeed, but they're going to live like honestly, like pharaohs of old couldn't even imagine. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, and that's what, and, and it's being, it's being disseminated to every kid who's growing up i mean through every avenue that 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 they can access right it's being touted as the thing to be envied the thing to be a strived for or aspire to and that is where i where i go look these kids uh these 20 something year olds who probably grew up idolizing you know, basketball players and movie stars mm-hmm, and rock stars. Mm-hmm. And now and that was see thing, this like, opportunity. Yeah. Like that's narcissism. Yeah. That's like, why, why should anybody deserve to live like that? Let alone you live like movie stars, party, like rock stars, yeah. fuck like porn stars. That was their, that yeah. was their ethos. That is a morally bankrupt ethos. A hundred percent. It is. Yeah. Uh, that is a, that is a teenage boy's fantasy of how life should go. And it's a way to just like, it's a way to impoverish nations. Um, and I don't know, like I said, I, uh, in all this coverage, I haven't seen someone just make the statement of like, says like, okay, this was all funny. And these people all got fucked over and no one died. So it's, it's broadly okay to just take this disaster and and do, but (laughs) no one's actually sat to like, it's also gross. It's just yeah. like even if it had been if it had been successful and no one got defrauded, it's also just really gross. It is. Because even if it hadn't like there's still nothing of value would have been delivered. Yeah. The, the value delivered would be hot models on Instagram getting body shots taken off of them mm-hmm. while they're bopping to blink one eighty two. You know, that was the <laughs> that's the best thing that could have happened with all this time and, and, and money being expended. Yeah, that's true of most music festivals but most music festivals don't cost twenty five thousand dollars to attend right yeah it, it, and, at and, the low and, end and bankrupt the a end. small island like that's right. the other thing is like just completely devastate the the local economy and yeah that's the that's the shocking thing is you know just the just the con man angle of it let me ask like, you there's this there's this awesome like almost stinger at, and the Netflix where they're talking to this Bahaman guy, I forgot it, but he's like, you know, it's like cool. he was like uh, Billy's boot on the ground, like mm-hmm. getting all the locals involved. And he had to like flee the island because people yeah. were pissed. Mm-hmm. Like uh, and he's sitting down for his first interview at the documentary and Billy calls him. <laughs> right. And I got to feel like if Billy had called like an hour soon, he would have been begging like, Hey man, don't talk to these. I, I feel like that what you're supposed to understand is that Billy was going around and trying to, we were seeing him tampering with witnesses as the documentary was recording it. I think you're right. It's a, it's a almost jinx esque kind yeah. of moment. Yeah. 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 And then like, so I, I ended that and I immediately started the Hulu thing, which has him like in the sober documentary and he's trying, and I'm uh-huh. like, I'm not buying any of this, man. There's like, I mean, the fact that you would pick n- up a phone call from this guy and your first words aren't "fuck you," right? Well, is but shocking to me. <laughs> but like, I think this guy's like, if he's playing the percentages, trying to get that paycheck, trying yeah. to get that paycheck, man, that and it, he's it, owed. It also just goes and show how far people will debase themselves for money. Yeah, like knowing this is a bad idea, knowing this is bad idea, this can't possibly like no one sits up and says like it's it's like well if I stop it's the sunk cost fallacy, right? This is if like, I stop here then I've losses. lost everything. If I keep on going, maybe this works. And right. that sunk cost fallacy is like the the co star of this doc these documentaries because that was yeah. like you just we we can't stop. We got to keep going forward. No, I mean it's from the top to the bottom. I mean you're you're talking about you know this guy taking the phone call from Billy. Billy is. At the top of that fucking pyramid, right? Yeah. He's the the guy with the biggest case of can't stop. Yeah. The, and and I think like he literally couldn't if he stopped. Right. Then... I think at some point he does get in over his head, and it's uh-huh. and it's not like I, I felt like so there there's not much from Billy in these documentaries, right? right? You get no real information from that man whatsoever. Yeah, it's all. And bullshit. I felt like one of his employees while watching it. Like, a, so I do think he's a sociopath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, that's one of the, the triad of uh, right. uh, attributes that you need right. to be a successful con man. Right. Uh, some some form of psychopathy. Right. Uh, but he, I think, somewhere along the way, realized that this was not going to come together. But it was after the point of no return. Right. And so instead, he puts his foot on the gas. I'm, 
I'm I'm not understanding why there isn't why why there is a point of no return on this. Couldn't you at some point say, look, the festival is just not going to come together. We don't we but can't you put it go on. bankrupt and get arrested for fraud. Whereas if you somehow bumblefuck your you way through and keep people happy. Like I'm like there's like a Jean point Roo at said. which <laughs> yeah, right. There's a point at which it clearly becomes fraud, but there's also a point at which you know you're not going to be able to deliver. Yeah. But it's also not like you were defrauding people, although I don't know if that ever existed because he seemed like he was lying to investors from day one. Right. And that's the thing. Like, behind the scenes, there's lies. There's also, like, I think uh, the the rain almost was a good fortune because it it's one of those things where, like, when you don't do your homework and, like, oh, God, it's the night before. I'm fucked. I'm fucked. I'm fucked. And then a freak blizzard comes and yeah, gives yeah, you a yeah. day to finish it. Like, it's like an excuse. Like, oh, thank God. Like, I almost feel like the, the storm, it, it, it would it maybe give – if they had played their cards a little bit better – or if the storm was like a little bit big, like a hurricane level, just blew all the tents. Like that might have been the best, but they, right. but they also didn't have festival insurance. So like, even if uh-huh. like some like literally events outside their circumstances had happened, they it would still have been a complete loss. So like, yeah. I don't know. They Which were. Just, I don't even think it's legal in the states. I, I, don't I think know what... I think Billy was hoping that he could keep these balls in the air. I don't know because like the thing that I the thing that doesn't make sense is he stayed there. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I feel like if he really understood the full magnitude of his failure, that he would have taken a, a, a plane off the night before and gotten out. Because, like, some yeah. of those people had to, like, literally sneak out under cover of darkness because the Bahamans were not going to let you off that fucking resort without getting paid, which I don't blame them. Yeah. Like, you know, like, I, I don't like I don't I don't condone mob violence, but it's easy to see how mob violence could occur in a situation like this. We've yeah. been working overtime. You've been working 16, 18, 20 hour days for a month. Mm-hmm. And you're not. And that's the thing. Like, I thought that they were paying these day laborers as they came. So it was right. kind of a shock to me to find out how much some of these guys had lost. But I guess that's how it started. And it's like, we're almost there. We're almost there. And mm-hmm. again, what people will do to base themselves for money. Yeah, it does seem like Billy is a bit delusional as well. Um, Because I I think you're right. Somebody who understands the trouble they're in does not say, well, I'm not going to jail. Or does not stick around on the island to stand on a table and try and figure this mess out. I I think he is actually delusional toward the end of this thing. Like, he doesn't understand that things have gone wildly wrong. It reminds... So... Did you get any like because because we are kind of have a little bit of personal experience uh being involved with a uh a a, a a an event that was maybe a little overbilled and someone got it like made some pro like was was double dealing and it kind of blew in a so much smaller scale yeah um but it's kind of same kind of level of delusion like I I'm so fucked. And it's just whether I want to get fucked tomorrow or today. Yeah. And like in the long run, in the long run, you won't get fucked if you come like, like you'll get fucked worse if you wait till the day, but you can Mm -hmm. always put that day of fucking off until Until you can't until you can't. And like, I think that's the thing. It's like, there's this, like this, uh, and I'm the opposite. I'm like, oh shit, this is just never going to work because like, look, I mean, oh yeah, we need 5,000 people and we got 2,000 <laughs> right. toilets. We're fucked. Okay, we're done. Shut, shut, it, down. shut it down. Yeah. Shut it down. When it turns out, oh, actually you could have got that like, done and hustled the, the and made ex- it. Uh, other end of the extreme is just like, right. well, if I keep working hard and keep my nose down, then everything will work out. And I, I still think he's a sociopath, but he's just like, I guess that's a preferable so. I don't know. I fucking, I don't know. You is there, the is there some kind of like addiction to problem solving as well, like putting out fires as yeah. they arise? Like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna smack this mole that popped up. Yeah, yeah, and you just stay in that fire zone, and you never right. hit the fire and zone. You, and you get blinders where yeah. you don't even really see that the larger problem is so insurmountable that putting out these small fires doesn't matter. I wish they'd pushed the little billies further, the ones that kind of like were her his lieutenants for oh, the project like because. He yeah. seemed like a fuckhead. <laughs> there's a couple of people that were like, and you can, there's a couple of people that are like, you know, maybe our desperate problem solving, like if 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 we had just like thrown up our hands and like, no, nope, uh, a little bit more than. No, no but the answer is no, because yeah. the answer is 
you will get fired and Billy will find somebody to do the thing. But he if wants that had happened, like it would have been harder for him. Like it would have been, it would have been harder to maintain the subterfuge because there's, there's also yeah, some yeah, spectacularly yeah. stupid decisions. Like they had catering worked out, but the guy threw a hissy fit because there wouldn't be a sushi bar or something. So right. he canceled their contract. That's how they ended up with cheese sandwiches. Yeah. Because like they literally was like, that's the, that's the, like how, guess how many people cater on this Bahamian Island. And or and have the wherewithal to have that kind of global like you almost have to invade this fucking country to cater an event like this. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just so much spectacular bad planning. The fact that this also is the same weekend of the Bahamas premiere event that books out all their hotels yep. and strains like it's just like, Jesus Christ, what the hell, man? Yeah. So there was really nowhere to house these people. Like no. once you realize, oh, shit, our our housing is not coming together. Right. Can we get the hotels? Well, no, you can't because they're all booked a year out. Yeah. This 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 island essentially swells twice its size and population that weekend anyway. And then you're going to add 5000 rich <laughs> assholes. On yeah. Top drunken of assholes. They spent two million dollars on booze. Yeah. I love how easy it is to keep these people like for six hours yeah. at this stupid bar with loud music and free booze uh-huh. like because again i just i mean think, they were there to party yeah no if, if, if half the budget didn't go to making good the bad debts of magnesis i think they probably could have keep these idiots amused enough that they wouldn't <laughs> have sued maybe so that's what maybe. i'm saying like i'm surprised no that no one action. has like tried to do like real fire yeah you know um so hmm. I- i've seen in my social media feeds lately that there is one some influencer trying to put on a fire-esque festival uh at this point i haven't dug into it but i might follow that that yeah. sounds interesting because <laughs> that's the thing like even if you did it right it's still like a spectacle of excess oh that's true yeah and it's one thing like i guess burning man's kind of the same way but like that do they even sell tickets to burning man i think burning man is just you show up I don't know how they could sell like, tickets. It, it's a to little Burning bit Man. more egalitarian, and mm-hmm. and they you know they 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 try to be careful not to fuck the place up, and they remove the trash, and they do a lot of like, it's. I think there's it, some official it, infrastructure. It's it's more of a it's more of a like a personal experience than a like it's like I guess the opposite of this bullshit influencer thing. Although I you know I guess that's the other thing is like I. Burning, I haven't paid attention to Burning Man in 10 years. I bet it's corporate as fuck. Oh, yeah. And I bet it's like it's it's whatever spirit and freedom you had in the beginning is completely uh, destroyed now. But I, I, I think it's know. been like invaded by Silicon Valley. So, yeah, like you've got people who are worth, you know, anywhere from 50 million to five billion dollars. Like air there. conditioners out there now. And right. And they're they're taking over yeah that's it's becoming a, a fucking yuppie playland right and it's probably a lot of that anyway but mm-hmm. because you know the people that can go off the desert and fuck around for two weeks are probably you know they're either indigent or they're extremely independently wealthy <laughs> right just, you know uh because the working class can't do that shit right <laughs> we go to the gathering of juggalos that's our festival oh, God. Yeah, it's, you pay five bucks for all no. the molly you can put in your body for 72 hours. <laughs> what a deal. I just, I don't know, man. I just like, I, I do think there should be more standing back and be like, Jeff Goldblooming this. Like, just because we can doesn't mean we should. Can we, can yeah. we, can we get an influencer culture about like solving the world's problems and helping each other and, and, uh, you know, housing unemployed people? And, or is that I too mean, controversial? Fire Festival is something that, 12 year old jim would have said oh this would be fucking awesome yeah and fucking 22 year old jim knows this is a stupid thing to do right like i i can understand like if you want to go on a four-hour road trip uh-huh. to coachella or whatever yeah. or fucking south by southwest yeah like do do your music festival but yeah. like live Sure, sure. Yeah, have fun. But this kind of excess is something that I personally don't see any value in. Yeah, and it does seem like... But I'm not the kind of guy who would, you know, buy a fucking, I don't know, 17-bedroom mansion either. So To spend time with people, because that's the other thing, is none of these people, like, it didn't look... It didn't look authentic fun. I mean, they were there... To do a job, essentially. Like, they were there to document their experience at Fire Festival uh-huh. so they can become bigger influencers to right. go to the next Fire Festival and do the same thing. Right. They were working. Right. Yeah, this yeah, was yeah. This was not, a like, a party vacation. It was, but it was also their job. Right. Yeah, it's fucked up, man. It's, it's fucking weird. Yeah. That's all I got to say about Fire Fest. You got some no, more... I, I don't want to talk about this ever again. Okay. 
until <laughs> Firefest 2.0 comes out. Yeah, because uh, that's I love back. how he says like, well, so V1, V1 was a <laughs> was a failure. You're dude, dude. Yeah, V1 is the only one. And like again, the Jaw Rules post like where he's like, you know, we gotta keep moving forward. And like, hey, no one died. Like like Samsung blew up people's asses. We didn't do like. That's such a just a fucking. Dude, lu- you're so lucky. You're so lucky. Here's the fucked up thing, though. I don't think Jaw Rule is actually wrong in saying that they could salvage this thing, and if somebody took on the Fire Brand uh-huh. and ironically became the Fire Company, yeah, that would be successful. Yeah, you, you would have a whole generation of people who either were influences influencers or were influenced by influencers they watch mm-hmm. or pay attention to who would be wearing fucking fire hats and wearing fire t-shirts mm-hmm. as ironically as possible. And they would make probably a billion dollars off mm-hmm. this fire franchise mm-hmm. if they play their cards right. No, it, I, it's, I think you're it's right. It's fucked up. I think they could have sanitized this a lot better. And again, if they had even four or five million dollars more in the budget, they might have pulled People would have bitched and moaned, but people would have been like still jealous that they weren't there. Dude, I'm calling it. Seven years from now or whenever the hell Billy gets out, he's uh-huh. going to do that exact thing. And it's going to go over like gangbusters. People yeah. are going to be buying all into yeah, it. Yeah, because now you did. You're going to do it right. You're going to make a, it's, it's the No, comeback. no, no. I don't even think it's going to be like that. It's going to be like, oh, can you believe what a shit show fire was? I got, I'm going to wear this T-shirt to remind people. Oh. I, I'm going to fucking, I'm going to have like this app that I use that tells people I know about fire because it was fucking horrible. Yeah. And yeah. I'm going to pay $35 a month for the privilege or whatever. Like, <laughs> dude, it's going to happen. Yeah, I don't know because I'm 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 quite sure that we're not we've not heard the last for of Billy McFarland. We have not because he just is incapable of learning a lesson. Like I don't even <laughs> yep. I don't even know six years in jail will do it. He'll be like, uh, man, that fucking sucked. That concrete box. I gotta make a hundred grand like tomorrow, like yesterday, right. so I can live in a concrete box in the sky. Yeah, man, with a lot more glass. Yeah, a bunch of fake people that I don't really know <laughs> right. to fill this fucking hole in my chest. That I've been, that I was born with. Fuck it, I don't know. All right, uh, that's all we got to say about the fry. Uh, it's not fire. all we've got. Fire, yeah, it's, it's all we got to say about fire. It's not all we have to say about Baldwin Television. We've got uh, uh, thoughts on Punisher season two coming out later this week, um, and a bunch of other stuff that I has slipped my mind. But there will be more Bald Move TV this week. Uh, there's lots of other stuff going on at BaldMove.com as we talked about in the housekeeping. Uh, until the next, until the the next fire extinction level event uh i'm aaron i'm jim see ya